Alrighty, we are back. Welcome back, everyone, to episode three or or episode two, part deux. Um, part deux. Part deux. If anyone understands that, leave a comment or a like or anything else or message <laughs> us. <laughs> please subscribe. Please, please, please. Um, yes, we are back for part deux for the six to ten of why we invest in Tesla, why Tesla's the best company ever, why it's the best investment ever, but why you should not invest in it because we're not giving investment advice today. So, Except for me, I'll give you investment Josh, advice because no one says that and I'm just going to say it. Why not? Who's going to get me? The YouTube police? I don't think so. Mate, the Facebook police. Zuck the cuck, mate. He'll come after you. <laughs> He's coming after you, but no one's safe. Not even Trump's safe. How have you been though, Harry? I feel like, I, you know, I haven't seen you for five seconds since you went to take a slash and stuff. Yeah, like, what's, look, but also, we didn't, you know, catch up properly on the last one. What's yeah, new in life? What's um, going on? Been playing a lot of golf. Actually, golf has been oh. my little thing. Like, it's so nice in Australia. I, I really do, like, I, um, on, a, on a kind of serious note, I, I really sympathize with everyone in the, like, the UK and the US at the moment. It is the shittest time to be alive. And, like, we are... Perhaps the only little redeeming feature of 2020 was um, the Tesla stock price. But there's been a lot of hurt in the world in like 2020. And I obviously was in the UK for uni for the first of eight weeks from like September till um, December. And that was a terrible time in the UK and it's only getting worse. So um, yeah, it's good to be back in Australia, man. We have like three cases. You can go play golf. You don't have to wear a mask. Um, you know, it's it's a... It's a good lifestyle. It feels so Sounds foreign. Sounds like a utopia, man. Mate, it's actually like I'm not even kidding. It's like a utopia. It's one of the benefits of yeah. being in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes, you pay so much for flights and whatnot, but you have just an amazing lifestyle at the moment. So I'm hoping that continues. And yeah, how uh, long are you going to be back there for? Like, do you have to be right. back in the UK at any point? Or? So they usually like, oh, you have to be on campus to do the uni. Um, and whenever there's kind of doubt, like I'll go back because I'm like young and healthy and like I, you know, was you know, pretty safe or whatever. Like it didn't, you know, right. I still went to the pub, but like I obeyed the rules or whatever. Um, and it's Cambridge, by the way, if anyone missed don't the forget, other episode. We didn't mention the last episode. We got a Hello. <laughs> but they have called off the second term as in it's going to be online. So I'll be in Australia till then. And then term three um, will be Easter term. It starts, it's meant to start like late April, but man, I mean, I'm done with yeah. giving predictions, man. I'm fucking done with giving predictions. Yeah. You know, dinner table predictions that I've gotten filthy wrong. I was like, yeah, COVID's going to be done by May. Like, <laughs> yeah. who thought this shit would go on till 2021? No. Like, it's so fucked. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. How's, how's it going in Austin? Like, what's what's Austin yeah. like compared to Chicago? Just got here. Uh, yeah, Chicago's been my home for the last four and a half mm. years. And, but Austin's just so warm right now that it's, like, very COVID appropriate. Like, yeah. everyone in Chicago is, like, hunkered down in their little apartments. It's yeah. really sad. So uh, we we come here for a couple of months and I'm loving it. It's warm, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Oh, living our best lives. So feel yeah. very lucky. Yeah. Um, I've heard Austin's yeah, a really cool and, city. Oh man, there's like so much like, it's such a good vibe here. Like, yeah. as you know, Tesla are opening up a huge Tesla's Gigafactory if outside of Austin. Yeah. If you didn't know, Oracle are moving here. Yeah. Um, so many California companies are moving here. Apparently, like 140 people a day move to Austin, um, mm. so it's like a really happening place. It's growing rapidly, yeah. um, so it really has like this young, cool vibe about it. Um, like and it also feels like a bit artistic. Um, they've got a nice trail that there's like a river that runs through. Yeah, you go swimming in it, can't you? My brother yeah. went swimming in it. He was like, you know, yeah. he was there, and it was 30. It was hot. It was hot during yeah. summer when he went, 
but he was there and he he was like austin was amazing because really i don't maybe you can comment on this better than i can but i always thought like perhaps before going there not actually i've been to austin but i've been to la um that la was like you know amazing and then you've got like new york which is like in new york you know fucking empire state of mind <laughs> i'm never seeing again by the way that's your, that's your only little taste of my singing ability um but you know what i'm talking about like they're like the prestige you know the cool places like groovy that's where everything's happening but now with covid it seems like there's been a massive shift to like seattle um and to like austin just this cool trendy like young professional vibe and like all the yeah. tech you know techs like the 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 gloss of of silicon valley and like san francisco is kind of wearing off and um the biggest one is like cost of living and it's yeah. like oh and also density like you know new york is overwhelmingly dense crazy um, man crazy expensive just like the whole of california is expensive yeah they got great weather but then you're stuck in your car the whole time if you're yeah. living in la the traffic's insane um and you know the traffic's apparently not great in austin because they haven't like they've grown too quickly and stuff too but it just feels more manageable it's um you know a bit smaller and a lot cheaper and great weather too so yeah, yeah dude i'm loving it i'm loving that a new tesla factory is going up down the Amazing. road so i'm gonna go take some pics and hell yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons we're investing in this company. One of them is they're growing really rapidly. Yeah. Um, and they're also growing their, their supercharger network. Whoa, oh, that was segue. so smooth. I, I mean, oh. I don't even know. Did anyone notice that? I, it, it just, I don't know. It just skipped me there. Uh, I mean, beautiful Joshi. Bang. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> number six of 10. And by the way, these are in no particular order. It's actually hard to value each one. Like they're going to be more important at different times. But number six is the supercharging network. Now, there's a big, there's two criticisms usually about the supercharging network. The first, and like Tesla superchargers, for those who don't know, are the chargers that charge Teslas. They charge them really fast. So the two criticisms people have of the Tesla supercharging network is, first of all, that there aren't enough of them. So they complain that, you know, per vehicle, there's not enough chargers. Um, and that means like, you know, it's not like gas stations. They're not as ubiquitous as gas stations. The obvious kind of rebuttal to that is that you can just charge your Tesla at home, but going with this, going with the narrative, you know, there's, there's way less superchargers. You might not even know where one is, right? Compared to gas stations, you see them all the time. Now, I understand the criticism, but there's two things I'd say about it. One, Tesla is rapidly expanding their supercharger network. And yes, it might just slightly lag behind deliveries because deliveries are going up 50% a year, but Eventually, they will catch up and the supercharger is getting faster and faster, which is the next point. But they will continue to expand the supercharger network. They're very committed to doing it. They have 19 or 20,000 superchargers and they're just expanding more and more. And once they build one, they don't need to rebuild it. It lasts you know, forever there. Um, but another, another point about that was um, uh, what my, my friend actually said. Oh, like, I don't think people are going to really adopt like electric vehicles because there's not enough chargers, right? Compared to gas stations, as you just said. And I mean, obviously that's, that's true now, but one thing I would say is there are Tesla superchargers and Tesla has way more and they're quite expensive, right? But they've got the new factory. It's the in most China. extensive out of all of them in by um, far in most, most in basically every region they operate in by, I mean, by, by far. They're everywhere in the yeah. US and obviously you can like navigate to them within mm. your Tesla will show you where they all are um, yeah. in the app. And yeah, the fact that Tesla is ahead in terms of the amount of superchargers it has and then moving faster than everyone else who's not fully committed to it, they don't have the capital to do it. Like Tesla can raise Ford's market cap and dilute a couple of percent. Like it's, you know, it's crazy, um, which we'll talk about soon. But 
they're rapidly expanding them. And I'd say that the supercharging network is actually not a negative part of EVs and Tesla, but one of its best strengths because it's a massive moat. It's a massive competitive edge that they have because imagine if you go online or whatever, you're searching for a new car. You've got two EVs to pick from, the Porsche EV and the Tesla one. Now, the Porsche one is fucking dog shit, but imagine it was better than a Tesla, like better, the actual vehicle was like, cooler and has like leather like you like proper leather and it goes faster and longer range etc etc people may still buy the tesla the worst vehicle which is not but it could be the worst because of the supercharging network right because porsches they just don't have that supercharging network and we all know evs you need to be able to refuel you need to be able to recharge so i'd say the supercharging network is a massive strength of teslas um yeah so that's the first criticism there's not enough and i'd say it's kind of bogus yeah and and I, I, bogus. yeah exactly i mean like you said you can either charge them at home like obviously a lot of you know the population has yep. their own homes and their own garages and stuff um but you know in places like europe where there's a lot like smaller you know living arrangements and more apartments and things they're they're doing a really good job of rolling out like chargers on the streets you know they're like built into like lampposts even because yeah. it's like the infrastructure is there for the electricity you can like retrofit these lampposts to have like a charger in it and the other thing is like, you know, yes, Tesla's um, kind of network, super network is is way more extensive than the others, but the others are catching up slowly but surely. Um, and so, you know, uh, what's it called? Electrify America, I think it's called. Yeah, like plug um, power by, and like all that stuff. Yeah, so Electrify America is like owned by VW, um, but it's open to like all the other brands yeah. because that, that was part of their Dieselgate settlement. And so like, you know, that's why adoption is picking up year over year and why the EV industry keeps growing and even grew this year, even though, you know, ICE vehicles went down this year during COVID, obviously. Um, so, you know, that, that adoption curve is just going to go on up and up. And um, like you said, like the supercharger network's amazing. V3 can charge like 8% of their battery in like, you know, I forget the exact numbers, 20, yeah. 30 minutes, um, because the first 8% is like really quick to charge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at that point, it's like, well, if it's a 400 mile an hour, a 400 mile range car and there's a 500 mile range car coming out this year mm. then you know at that point you're basically on parity with gas cars like you know you can go yeah. just as like most gas cars can't go 500 miles plus yeah you've got there's a few that can do six or seven but um you know this this is that that reason is waning and, and like like you said there's such a moat to have tesla's huge um supercharger network that's more extensive yeah. than everyone else's yeah and the second criticism of the supercharging network um, which I think is actually a strength, is the speed at which it charges. So there's this com- common concept people will go, you'll hear it all the time. I just filled up my BMW, my shit BMW, the shit white BMW we have. I paid $92.50 for it, but I filled it up instantly, right? And I understand that draw card, but with the supercharged V3 and then eventually it'll be V4, it is so fast to charge. So Josh, you mentioned how like the first bit is like really quick. So you can actually get 75 miles of range in a five minute charge and it charges at 1000 miles per hour. So not to mention, you're not filling up this disgusting, smelly thing. You'd like instantly sanitize your hands because it's so chat in these fucking gas stations. You just pull into like a parking lot, you plug your Tesla in and you can get behind the wheel. You play Mario Kart on the screen, watch a movie. It's all connected. Maybe browse the web, sit on your phone, chat to whoever you're driving with. And within five minutes, you've got 75 miles of range. You're back on the road. Like you take a piss break, you know, go get a subway or whatever. Right. So I think the supercharged network, it's actually a huge advantage um, that Tesla has. I think the common criticisms are like, quite quite misguided um so that is number six the supercharging network number seven joshy access to capital 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, the stock has had an incredible run-up. I mean, in the last year and a half, it's like way more than 10 x mm. um, And with that ballooning valuation, which is, you know, oh, well over 700 billion, almost 800 billion now. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the way that they've raised money is just insane. I mean, like, you know, they raised 5 billion uh, very recently. I think it was 5 billion. Yeah, it was. For like less than 1% dilution. 0.7% dilution. And they're spending like one to two billion per gigafactory, which can, is going to pump out like a million or two vehicles. Oh, man. So it, for less than 1% of the company, they're like adding two million vehicles a year worth of, um, you know, capacity. Yeah. So it's just nuts because Ford is like, you know, 40 billion or something, maybe even less. Um, you know, around that mark, most of these other companies. Less, I reckon are, it's like 20. So, honestly, it's like 2025. Right. right. And so they have to fund all of their you know, changes over to EV because, you know, let's face it, like the adoption curve is just going to keep going and EVs will be almost a hundred percent at one point. And they're going to have to spend all this money from their own operations whilst, you know, they're not, you know, building these cars efficiently. And so they're actually like not really getting the margins that Tesla are getting on the cars mm. that most of the time, these companies are actually losing money on the EVs. So definitely, I, I reckon that's really a really difficult situation. I reckon that's pretty spot on. I reckon that, um, the ice companies they don't report find me one please report margins on evs because in such small scale that they do that porsche taycan whatever it's called they it was 200 miles range 140k something stupid it i mean they they don't report their um their gross profit on that because i almost guarantee there's there's none and they're losing money on it so i mean we'll talk about competitors in a yeah. sec but you're right i mean tesla just has this access to incredibly high gross margin vehicles because of that vertical integration we talked about and there was that report, big rumor, but um, the Tesla was almost getting 30% gross margins on their made in China Model Y. Um, that's which, crazy. That's like Ferrari type margins huge. with like Toyota type volumes. Because yeah. the Model Y is going to sell an insane amount once it fully, fully ramps yeah. globally. So, I mean, that I, I heard Scott Galloway talk about this once before. Like, that's the holy grail. That's what, what iPhone and, and Apple has. It's like, the volume of Toyota with the margins of Ferrari. And like, mm. this is what Tesla is achieving. So yeah, nuts. Yeah, no, no, you know, no, no other car company, as you know, the top 10 car companies in the world are valued at about $620 billion combined. That's the top 10. Tesla's just, you know, it's 775 approximately. It changes every two nanoseconds, but worth more than the top 10. And whether you were short, like if you were short when it was worth 40 billion and now it's, you know, let's pretend you're like, coverage is short or something and now it's 775 you're thinking about shorting it the balance sheet is now literally a non-issue because you can't go bankrupt if you have little debt right that you're servicing off and you have a shitload of cash tesla i'm pretty certain is going to report they have about 22 23 billion dollars of cash in hand as you said they can make factories so efficiently now because they can work from the ground up they're not trying to like redo factories like with the fremont one and they're making factories you know one two three billion dollars they have 22 billion dollars they have two factories at the moment like it's crazy there's no limit on capital and even if something went wrong like even if something went real wrong you know with spacex or tesla elon musk could go anywhere in the world to any investor and they would be crazy to not give him money he is a walking advertisement and he can get yeah. he can raise whatever he wants if he's like i want to i want to put this chip in your head and it you know can detect it, you know, he does it whatever he wants, Neuralink, like he does whatever he wants. He could literally have the dumbest idea and people would give him money. 
So why would yeah. why would Tesla, which is now the fifth biggest company in the world, people, it's completely legitimized. We talked about earlier. There's no issues with capital for Tesla. They could yeah. expand. Jim Cramer possible. said it. He was like, that was kind of his conversion moment. Like mm. one of his friends said to him, look, Elon Musk can click his fingers and raise $2 billion whenever he wants. Easy. And Jim was like, oh yeah, you're Easy. right. And um, it, it's amazing what you can do. And especially if you've got an amazing vision, an amazing company. I mean, you know, we talked about the vertical integration. It's like this, this company is leveraging the money so well. That's why they're getting these yeah. crazy margins. Um, and so, you know, they've, they've reworked the whole model of, of what making a car is. They're gonna make way more from the software than they ever make from the other parts. But mm. even with the other parts, they're like 3D printing all their parts, they're revolutionizing the way they're doing things, they're casting whole massive parts of the car to eliminate hundreds and hundreds of parts. Like, it just goes on and on. They're, they're relentless in reinventing. I mean, another thing I forgot to say that Sandy Monroe, the, the auto exec, who is a consultant now and, and you know has seen everything, said was they made 13 design changes from the Model Y they first looked at to the second one they looked at in like a few months. And he was like flabbergasted. He was like 13 design changes. Yeah. He's like, I've been in the auto industry. That's, you can't do it. He's yeah, like, I, do I don't understand what he's done to this company. And what he's done to this company is made it absolutely relentless on innovation. He said, and yeah. he's made it set up so that people can innovate constantly. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the design is changing, changing, changing constantly. They're not waiting two, three, four years yeah. for model changes. They're just yeah. constantly iterating. And how are you gonna compete with that? Yeah, and you see it in the leaked emails from Elon. You see he's like, you know, he has this real strong vision about like no chain of command. He's like, if you've got something that can make it 0.1% more efficient, we get 0.1% more money, we're doing it, right? You let me know, you yeah. email me directly. And if you feel like there's a chain of command, you let me know, I'll probably just fire the person who's enforcing that because that's not the culture we want at Tesla. You right. know? And people see that. The, the emails he sends out, everyone knows, they go straight to the media within two nanoseconds. It's probably like an auto forward from one of the employees. <laughs> you know, that. It's a joke. And he, he does it. He knows he does it. And the, people see that. I'm not a top engineer in the world, neither are you, Josh, no offense. But the top engineers in the world, they see this ruthless, you know, from the outside, they see this ruthless innovation. They see this absolute drive from Elon to like make the most happen like let's change the fucking world and he's you see he gets on stage he's like we want to make an insurance product if you're an actuary please come work for Tesla please put your application in I really want to make insurance let's fucking do it well, just quit your boring actuary job I'll give you whatever stock I'll give you who gets a fuck about money like it's well beyond money let's get the best engineers in every student wants to come you know you see all the rankings they rate where they want to go they want to go to fucking SpaceX and Tesla Everyone yeah, number knows, one and two. Yeah, they're going to be and valued. In the whole of the US. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to, they're valued so highly. People like, I'm the top engineer at Stanford or Yale or you know Harvard or whatever. But do I want to go work at fucking Ford or GM? Where every suggestion I say is like, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Or do I want like to go be like, I want to email Elon, be like, I've got this fucking dope idea for a battery. It may not work, but fuck it. And Elon will be like, you do it on the side and come back to me if you find something cool. You know. Yeah. That's I mean, part, he talked yeah. about it on one of the earnings calls. He was talking about he wanted more people for the, for the building the factories yeah. and things and all the machinery that makes things. And he's like, you get a say, if you come and work for us in this division, you get a say in how the car is made and designed. Yeah. You're not just given a, a turd to polish yeah. or a turd sandwich and, and forced to eat it. Like, you, you know, this is, we, we work, this is how we work. We're a completely flat kind of company. And that's why these people want to work there. I mean, that's why they're attracting the best talent in the world. And that's all companies are really. It's just like the quality of their people. 
uh, and then the culture that, that kind of allows them to thrive within that. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it does kind of blow my mind because it's just like when you start stacking all of these things up we're talking about, you're just like, holy fuck. Like they're not just like the cheapest, the most innovative, but they also like the best, you know, access to capital, the best access to people. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and you know, Mind people and money is capital. Now money is no longer an issue. People has never been an issue for Tesla, especially now. And really it's just how fast can technology move ahead? Like how many breakthroughs can Tesla make? It's like the only limiting factor really. So that's seven, access to capital. Eight, I'm ready for mate. I'm ready to fucking bang, right? Competition and zero competition. Now I asked the viewers, all the listeners, if you listen to the audio one, we had three listeners of the audio one. So people like the video one a little bit more, but that's okay. Can you name me the second best EV on the market? No. Tesla. That's just Tesla. There's just no one else. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen a Porsche Taycan in the wild or like a VW i3 or like the Mucky or the fucking ugly as hell like Chevy Bolt or Volt? Like, I don't even know which one came first. I liked Bolt when Ross Volt. Gerber was on TV and he was just like, I don't want to be caught dead in a Bolt. <laughs> we are inserting that right now. He liked my tweet um, regarding that. Oh, the i3 or oh, this or that. I don't want to be seen in, in a Volt. I'm not getting in a Volt for anything. I don't want to be seen in a vault. I don't want to be seen yeah, in a vault. Like, it's so, so true. Good. Who the fuck wants to be seen in a vault? I want to be seen in a fucking Cybertruck yeah. or a fucking Roadster. Like, that's like a chick magnet and just fucking dope. That's a status yeah. symbol compared to bloody a vault or a bot or a fucking smart car or something <laughs> ugly as hell. They're so far behind because they have 100... We've already covered this a little bit, but they've got 100 years of R&D, 100% devoted to the internal combustion engine. They don't do anything else well. And they're so ingrained and all their CEOs are paid by like what the stock price is doing short term or like hitting random targets. They're not paid on pushing that shit to the ground, taking like zero profit for ages and rebuilding this new this new software and and this new like um drivetrain technology. And every time you see Mary Borough or like whoever the Ford guy is of seen him on CNBC, they use EVs as a way to pump up the stock. They don't actually give a fuck about EVs. Like you see it, they say, oh, the jam hummer. It's like, you know, it's fucking, you know, sexy music and the jam hummer. And you see all these like animated things of it. You're like, they're, oh, they're EV the, version of the hummer, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, like what, yes. Yeah, the EV hummer. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, you know, no one even knows what the fuck. I, I just said hummer. I don't even know. And they're like, yeah. don't worry. This is the newest tech. It's going to shit on the Cybertruck coming to you in 2024. <laughs> yeah. let's fucking go like you are just yeah I mean it, it, I agree with you mostly um, mm. but you know I'll play devil ass advocate a bit I, don't I, mind I will say this I, I, I will say I will say this I think there will eventually be competition yeah but it won't be from um, the OEMs no yeah. I think you're right I think it's going to be people like Rivian it's like you mm. know new ground up EV startup who has an, a founder, owner, operator, yeah. who, you know, much like Elon, and he's been working on this for, you know, a decade yeah. as well. Um, Lucid. You know, it may be eventually Apple will do a, a, an EV. Mm. There have been rumors recently. Mm. I mean, it seems like the rumors are saying not until at least 2025. Yeah. There have been rumors swirling with Apple before, so I'm kind of taking it with a massive grain of salt. I'm yeah. not convinced that it's happening. Um, and also, Apple are known for kind of outsourcing a lot of their manufacturing. So yeah. the idea that they would get back into it, it seems like more that they would partner with someone yeah. and someone would make 
most of it yeah. and they would just do the software and maybe the, the self-driving. Yeah. Um, and then I am sort of somewhat pleased with VW's sea change since the Dieselgate because Herbert Dies is the current CEO and he is very genuinely behind the EV revolution mm-hmm. and he's the one that's kind of dragging the company in that direction. And he's been very forceful around it. He met um, with Elon, didn't he? Like that's where yeah. he went to Germany? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they've, they've kind of collaborated a couple of times or just like exchanged nice words to each other mm. a couple of times. There was an award ceremony. That they were like hanging out both there and, you know, Elon's like joking. Oh, yeah, we because they were like, oh, you know, you guys know each other quite well, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, we, we party like, you know, mayhem every time we come to <laughs> Berlin. We like hit the clubs. No shit he does. <laughs> Elon's a fucking animal, mate. He'd be he a fucking it, rave lord. Man, I want to get to that fucking rave yeah. at the um the Gigafactory oh. Berlin. So yeah, apparently the Gigafactory is going to have a rave cave on the roof with like a pool out there and oh man. Um, so looking forward to Amazing. that event, guys. If you're listening, you've got to come. We're we're going to do a big event. Um, and also, Harry if you're listening, yeah. There. If you're listening, you probably own Tesla shares. Your net worth has increased by a dumb amount in the last year. You can shave off. We won't judge you. You can shave off a tiny bit off the top, and come rave with Joshy and Colo. At the gear belly. Hell yeah. Yeah. Collo. Good old Collo. It's too easy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I give I give VW some props for, like, going hard, especially Deese himself. Like, yeah. he's actually almost, like, mounting a civil war within VW to try yeah. and, like, drag the people who are not as um, EV uh, bullish as mm. him into the 21st century. So, I'm cautious cautiously optimistic that out of the legacy that so far yeah. they seem like the ones that with the most promise yeah um but like toyota oh my god their ceo was just saying like evs are a joke and they won't be adopted and like well, that was fucking tragic really... man like honda the bloke as well i think they're, they're all on hydrogen yeah. and then don't even get me started mate nicola like oh, oh my god i'm not even gonna send this episode this the biggest bike. fraud of the the century i'll yeah. forgive him but my mate um said that don't worry. This is in this is in like July or June when like the Nikola craze was fucking nuts and they're like ninety bucks a share or something. And this was when Tre- everyone knew Trevor was like real dodge. Like everyone's like, mm-hmm. this doesn't sound right. He's like all these numbers were fucking flags. whacked. Massive red flags. And he goes, mate, I reckon Nikola's got it. I reckon Nikola's gonna smash it. And I was like, you know, what I said I was like, I was like, this is so dumb. I I was like, you know what? Let's just see. And I thought in like five or, you know, five years would come back if I still knew him. And I'd be like, I was right in five years. But it didn't take five years. It barely took five months mm-hmm. for them to come out as fraud. You know, can't say they're fraudulent for whatever reason, but like... They're, yeah, allegedly. You know, allegedly. But I mean... <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, they, they, they pushed a truck down the hill. I mean, the, the oh, funny, the fucked. YouTube video of, it, of, the, of the truck moving said the Nicola One in motion... And, it yeah, was, and then once once it leaked, they had literally because it didn't but Joshy, work under its own power. They just yeah. pushed it down a hill and changed the tilt of the. Camera. But 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 Joshy, I gotta say, mate, I gotta say, I, I've played devil's advocate on behalf of Nicola. They never actually said the car or the truck was driving itself. They just said in motion. They didn't lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was their admission. Their admission was like it was kind of a lie. genius title. So they, I know, guys, they, they do it as well. Emotion. Emotion. Yeah, like hundred percent. That's why that. they called it that. Oh I mean, God. And, and like, and perhaps another, you know, example of this, how the, the competition's fucked, at least for the moment, is the, like the ZEV credits, whatever they're called, like the, the tax mm. credits they give. Basically, um, for those who don't know, Tesla gets free money from its competitors because you need to hit certain targets, especially in Europe. Let's say you need to have like under, I'm just gonna make this up, 
10 grams of CO2 per car, average per mile, whatever. And if you're over that, which all the current um, OEMs, et cetera, et cetera, are, because they don't sell many EVs, then you can, that's okay, you can buy Tesla's credits off them because Tesla doesn't sell ice for like half as much as the fine would be yeah, if you for half as much the as the fine yeah. and the fine like they give and it's not even just like a small amount of money this isn't like 10 or 20 or 50 billion sorry 50 million this is like hundreds of millions of dollars a quarter they are paying Tesla now that's cool billions every year yeah and the cash is cool but like you know as we said earlier like the um the capital isn't really needed by Tesla but the main point of that is if a company is willing to give Tesla their biggest competitor the one that's disrupting their success hundreds of millions of dollars a quarter it's clearly very fucking expensive for them to change their model and it's cheaper for them to pay those zev credits to tesla and their leadership is just short term they're like i don't give a shit about five years from now i'm not even going to be at this company like two years from now um all i need to do is hit targets for the next quarter yeah and then i get my bonus like why do i give a shit about that um Mm. Yeah, there's so many there's so many disincentives. I mean, you look at the dealership model of the competition. Mm. Like the the people selling their cars are not part of their company and they the dealerships make more off service from ICE vehicles yeah. than they ever will from EVs because EVs don't need service. Yeah. So the people selling their cars are not incentivized in any way to sell the EVs. No. So how on earth are they even going to sell these things? They've got this middleman that doesn't even want to sell them. And this is the future. This is where all transportation is eventually going to go to. Yeah. So they're completely hamstrung. Whereas Tesla doesn't even have a dealership network. They own their own stores and their um, staff are not like on some crazy commission. They're just like there to educate. And you can order online in like under a minute. Yeah. Rob Mauer did it. Jesus. Yeah, and Matt, I don't know the, for the, any of the viewers that have bought a car recently or semi-recently, you go in the dealership. I said this last time, but it's so, so true. You go in the dealership instantly greeted by some bloke who wants to give you a coffee and he sucks up to you and starts calling you and emailing you and then you get to the cringest part at the end where you're like oh it says 60,000 but you know that they actually want to sell it for 50,000 and you barter with them and it's just shit I want to be able to do what I do with every other product in the entire world jump online configure my ooh, config- I've done who hasn't done a fucking Tesla configure online even if you're not buying the car jump on oh like oh model 3 ooh what's this one ooh those wheels look dope that interior looks dope and then they just send you a text, come pick it up from the delivery center. You go there, they give you the thing. You don't have to argue with someone over the price. It's a fixed price. And you don't get called by all these people spamming you being like, you want to buy this fucking car? Like, no, I just want to go in and look at the beam. I didn't decide which one I wanted to buy. Like, spam, spam, spam. Crap. Anyone who loves the dealership model is just like, nah, there's nothing good about it's dealerships. It's just painful. I mean, you have to like haggle mm. they screw you over. Mm. You know, they say it's one price, then it's another no one enjoys that um and you know there's also the element of and this might end up more bleeding into like the elon side of things but like the company as a whole you know when you compare them to other auto companies like we said it's not really just a car company right they're going after the the auto industry which is one of the largest addressable markets out there Mm. in terms of revenue in the world i mean some of the largest companies in the world by revenue or by market cap are car companies Mm. and um even before you know tesla was a thing and then the next biggest market which actually dwarfs the auto market is the energy market yes the 10 out of the 10 largest companies in the world like nine of them eight of them something like that are all um by revenue all energy companies yeah and that's the yeah go on sorry no i was just like 
you know, Tesla's addressing both of those things, yeah. plus autonomy, plus, you know, like software to like, you know, run a, a self-driving car, which is like a market on itself, you know, add mm. Uber and Lyft and then times it by 10, like we said it before. Yeah. And it's like, how are these car companies going to compete? I mean, most of these brands don't have their own self-driving divisions. Yeah. And Ford doesn't have one. Yeah. And um, mate, you've great minds think alike. So the ninth one is that was um, no competition yet. The ninth one is energy generation and storage. And you just mentioned the stat about like the 10 biggest ones for revenue. I love this stat. Um, solving the money problem, like Stephen Mark Ryan uses this all the time and it's like the best. So I've written it down actually. And I'll read them out to you now. The highest revenue companies in the world. Number one is Walmart. But that doesn't help our argument, so we're going to ignore that. Number two is one called Cinepec, which is oil and gas. Number three is State Grid, which is electricity. Number four is China Natural Petroleum, oil and gas. Number five, Royal Dutch Shell, oil and gas. Number six, Saudi Aramco, oil and gas. Number seven, Volkswagen, but that's automotive, so that still applies to Tesla. Eight is BP, oil and gas. Nine is Amazon, so that doesn't apply to Tesla. 10 is Toyota, automotive. And 11 is ExxonMobil, oil and gas. So as you, as you talked about just then, oil and gas and energy and electricity, there is so much money in it. These are the biggest industries in the world right now. And there's such a fundamental shift that's going on. And energy generation and storage is going from digging shit out of the ground and burning it and ruining the world to this clean energy source, this solar roofs, this solar panels, this clean energy storage and deployment. And um, yeah, you said yeah. no other car company does this. Right, exactly. It's like, it's a whole another market that's one of the largest in the world. And so, yep. you know, that, now you start to understand why it's such a high valuation, right? Because, yep. you know, Tesla, like you said, making the batteries, making the solar panels, and solar has become the cheapest form of electricity bar none. Um, and like, obviously it depends a little bit on region, but it, it, this was the year that it really happened, that, mm. that, that solar energy has become cheaper than anything else. And going forward, there's gonna be so much investment in solar now that it's, you know, it, it's not even a, a moral argument, it's an economic one. It's like, totally. even if you don't give a shit about the environment, mm. it's cheaper to do it this way than to do it the other way. So the, the transition to fully electric, um, you know, generation and storage um, by renewables is just an inevitable one um, now that it's truly is cheaper uh, than the alternatives. Um, so the, the crazy thing is, is Tesla is primed with the best batteries in the world mm -hmm. and the cheapest consumer solar in, in America. It's by 30%. Like, it's like substantially, substantially cheaper. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Mm. The biggest markets in the world energy and auto and they're disrupting them both and more mm. what the fuck yeah it's... this is a once in a generation thing like back to chamath like where else would you want to put your money yeah like where so... else would you put your money yeah i mean this is the one that really every other single every other like category i'd say there's a potential for tesla to be like competing with other there's like you know we say like, there's all oh, you know there's new startups you know oh full self driving there's like you know waymo's competing with that like you know manufacturing there's plenty of things that do manufacturing but with energy generation storage, like as, as I said, you know, a couple of minutes ago, what's the second biggest energy generation storage company in the world in terms of solar? I mean, what is it? No one knows. I don't even know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And Tesla's going to get this, you know, their brand already is this clean energy company that nailed the EV brand. 
I want a fucking solar roof. Have you seen the solar roofs? Oh, they look they insane. They look amazing. Who gives a shit about a roof? I've never cared about what roof was on our head. But I think in the future, when you build a house, you're going to be like, I'm going to pay a little bit extra, get the solar roof. I'll never have to pay an electricity bill in my life. It's getting more and more expensive. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. The, the crazy thing to me is that this is like toughened glass, this roof. Mm. So like if you're anywhere with like hail or like a stormy area, any debris and stuff like that, like this thing is going to be like completely impenetrable compared to mm. like the alternatives. So, and the problem is with these roofs is that like you have a few like panels smashed out in a normal roof. Like it's really hard to just go in and like change 30 different tiles out so normally you're going to have to end up redoing the whole roof anyway and mm. this roofer was saying this is the great thing about um, tesla's solar roof system is that it's completely like legos so you can go and like take out one or two oh, wow. or eight panels i didn't even know swap that them in them out super cheap and effectively yeah it was a whole video wow. I'll, I'll have to find it and we'll put the link in the description yeah um but he was yeah you know so who would have thought of that it's such an example of like yeah. Tesla just so thought through like who okay first of all who would have thought that a roof could be tech? Like, right. that's first of all. Second of all, that's just smart. I mean, you can see it everywhere. You know, Tesla just has thought everything so through so thoroughly. Um, and they're creating this ecosystem very much like Apple's, right? And Apple's just the best example of like an ecosystem, like locking people in. You jump in the Tesla ecosystem, you stay there. And Apple, you know, Apple has this, oh, sorry, the um, Apple system, you jump in with iPhones and AirPods yeah. and Apple Watch and Mac and whatever. It's going to be the same with Tesla where they have yeah. your vehicle and then you have your home powered by the same thing. Your vehicle charges, you know, can charge the battery to your house and vice versa. The roof charges your battery and you get in the system and you buy a Tesla or you buy a solar, you know, like a solar roof or a um, power pack and you never go back to whatever you used to do. No one goes back. Yeah. It's a yeah, huge I mean, advantage. the amount of people that are just like, now that I've had a Tesla, there's no way I'm buying a, a nice vehicle ever again. Like, I've never heard crazy. of anyone that's done that ever. Like, no. everyone has glowing reviews of their Tesla, even when their Tesla is like, you know, I know Emmett Peppers, who's um, quite a funny bloke. He's, a, he's famous for another reason apart from this, but he's talking about how, you know, he, he got one of the first Model Xs and it broke down like quite constantly. Mm -hmm. But he's still been a shareholder and he believes he's so bullish on the company and... Yeah. I mean, you got to think as a short, you know, if you're really short in this company and talking about all the, um, I guess, like manufacturing issues or quality control issues, why do people still buy a Tesla and cop those quality control issues if they, if they mm -hmm. are as prevalent as, you know, short suggest? You know, it's because they just absolutely love the product and they jump in the ecosystem and they just never get out. No one goes back. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, like, you know, every company that has a complex manufacturing product is going to have some that are, have issues, right? And so, you know, is Tesla really worse than the competition on that metric? I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the hard data, so I, I couldn't say, but they're certainly increasing their sales year after year. So um, they can't be that bad compared mm. to the competition. I mean, I've heard people complain about ICE cars breaking down and having, you know, issues with their new cars as well. So um, this is hardly a, a new thing and... and I don't think it's necessarily that widespread. So I guess time will tell. Yeah. Um, and maybe we move on to the 10th one. Oh, um, yeah. And before I let you absolutely launch into this, I want to say perhaps my short spiel on it. Um, Please do. Number 10, which is certainly not the least important and is perhaps the most important in many ways, mm. is Elon fucking Musk. Elon Musk is incredible. Now, I want to quote 
Gully from Hyperchange, who's great. And if you don't, if you don't know Gully from Hyperchange, Ooh, you definitely. I know don't. what quote is coming, and I can't wait. Oh no! I, I wonder if we've got the same quote, like we'll the whole like betting on the jockey. We'll see. But it's not even a quote. But he's like, um, oh no 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 no! Oh my god! You're talking about the Warren Buffett quote. You can no oh, no no! It's not. It's not. Oh okay. Well, that's on. the Warren Buffett quote. It's like, oh, the most important metric of any company is not the number on the balance sheet. It's the people in the boardroom. That was the Warren Buffett quote, but that's not even the one I was thinking from Gally, but that's yeah. also a great quote, so remember that. But he said, um, you know, this whole idea about key man risk, right? And how like so much of the company kind of centers around Elon. Like I don't even want to know what happens to the stock if some, God forbid something happened to Elon. But Gally was like, where there's someone so incredible that they're so valuable to the company, people say it's a negative. He thinks of that as a positive because he goes, that revolutionary person, that's who I want to bet on. And in the overwhelming percentage of the time, he's going to be fine. He's going to stay at the company. He's going to be happy at the company and continue to do the work. And I want to put money where there is a key man risk because I want someone who takes my money, respects it, and tries to change the world with it and isn't just there to get rich. Um, was that what you were thinking of? It's it's the exact same uh, idea and okay. sentiment, but he, he, he also goes on on that same topic yeah. and says... Buying into Tesla is a never-ending call option on Elon Musk yeah, and his I love ideas that. and his Ooh. inventions because he's like one of the most greatest in- engineer, inventor, visionary minds yeah. that there is and then confuse that into to the business world as well. Mm. Um, and that's the crazy thing about Elon is that like, you know, I've said this before, but he created a video game and coded in the 80s at the age of 12 from scratch and sold it. I mean, like, he's like a big nerd. He got, like, bullied in, in school, um, and he got, overcame that kind of adversity. His parents split up, and his mom took the family to, to Canada, where, where she's originally from, um, at a, at a, or has ancestry of, um, for when he was quite young. And, you know, they were just getting by. You know, there's, like, a, a famous picture of him, you know, in some crappy car that he's trying to fix, you know, with, like, uh, you know, the bear tools yeah. that he has. And like people, there's this idea out there that Elon Musk is just some silver spooned, you know, a hole who um, is a rich bitch who just yeah. you know got Fuck, into business so and, and like so. every, yeah, and and like everyone it, it, around him and he's just hired good people, you know, they're, they're almost like, you know, attributing to him to to other business leaders who who don't seem to have um, you know real acumen and just have money and influence. But that can be further from the truth. Yeah, like say, what so were you going to say about? It? I was going to say like, yeah, he's such, he's so good. He's so good at just caring about himself that he decided to start or not start, but join really, really early and put all his money into a Californian manufacturing car company that does exclusively electric vehicles in 2008. He is a fucking dumb entrepreneur. That is a fucking dumb move and he made it work. And some silver spooned guy to sleep on the floor in Fremont to get the Model 3 ramp going to just casually go, you know, he goes to Berlin to accept this award, the Axel Springer Award. Something to do with manufacturing, some random business award. And he goes, the bloke goes, oh, where are you sleeping tonight? Which is a fucking weird question, but maybe you knew about the answer already. And Elon was like, oh, I'm at Giga Berlin. And everyone knows Tesla's like, the Giga Berlin's (laughs) not even close to finish. It's basically a few poles. And he goes, Oh yeah, like um, you know, I'm sleeping. I was sleeping in one of the the corporate rooms, like one of the boardrooms there. Um, and someone's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Oh, I just want to get a feel for the place, you know." Yeah. That's not 
what people who just want to make money do. That's just exactly. not how they act. I mean, the guy like would just like devour encyclopedias as a kid, as a young. I'm talking about he was like five He's or so six or something, man. and like he, he studied physics at university and loved it. I mean, that's why he got into rockets. And you know, I'm sure most of the people watching this are massive Tessa balls and read the bio by Ashley Vance. Yeah, um, red book. But if you have not, go and read it right now. Yeah. Or go and look at some of the TED Talks and listen to Elon speak. I mean, people that harp on about Elon just being like this rich asshole. It's like, um, yeah, he gets a bit salty on Twitter sometimes, but he really genuinely cares about things. Like he, totally. he has, and, and he's like a guy that's an engineer who wants to change the world. He's not a businessman. Like he yeah. just happens to be in business. Mm. But that's not, you know, what he's about. And that's the thing that gets everyone hyped about him. Once you start to learn these things and you learn who he really is, what his character really is like, you're like, this guy is actually pretty down to earth. And yeah, yeah. he's going to sleep on the floor. He was on the factory lines when they were having problems ramping the Model 3. He was there drilling bolts into the fucking cars <laughs> on the line. And there's like interviews with like people who worked there and they were like, yeah, I saw it happen. Like, this is a real thing. Like he was just in the pit with us, like sweating his ass off, like building the fucking cars. Like no other CEO would do that. They've been in their little ivory tower with their like special little elevators or lifts mm. to like, you know, separate them from the, from the common man. He's not like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it blows my mind every time I, I learn more about the guy like um yeah is he perfect no does he have flaws yes and i mm. like that yeah like i don't want a ceo that's like this like super perfect, polished like, right i want them to be a real person yeah. like we all have flaws i'm an asshole sometimes that's I'm a okay. massive asshole I'm a huge yeah. asshole. i've known you a bit now and you definitely are <laughs> <laughs> and and you know i think the great example of like where elon was misunderstood i think the, probably the best one was or maybe not the best one but a really pertinent example was in march or april or early very early may when he said fuck it the fremont factory has been down for too long we're going back to work and um if you don't want to work then you don't have to stay home but if you want to work come join and i'll be on the lines and i ask that if anyone's going to be arrested for going against Alameda County rules, I ask that it only be me. And people construed that as, wow, Elon just cares about money. He just cares about his bottom line. It's nothing about money. And you know what he does? People say, oh, it's all about money, money, money. He tweets, the stock price is too high in my opinion and sinks the stock 10%. That's where he has all his yeah. money. I mean, he, he literally is like, if anyone didn't understand what that was, that was Elon going, I actually think it'd be hilarious to troll everyone who thinks I really care about this money and go, I don't give a shit, sink the stock price. Let me just sell my homes. I'm just going to sell my homes. You know, yeah. I don't care about that. Money's money's money. Now. Yeah. He just and rents. it's like, it, you know. Imagine renting to Elon Musk. Imagine like an application comes <laughs> like deciding to admit the real estate agent's like Elon Musk. Like, can you please send a bank account just to make sure like you've got the assets, you know, pay your rent, you know, $1,000 a week. And it just drops like, yeah, I own 22 million shares of Tesla. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, the richest man on the planet. So, just googling uh, Tesla stock price, like 830 bucks times 22 million. You're like, yeah, that he might be able to pay actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy literally he started multiple companies, Zip2, PayPal, um, all successful. PayPal. Every single one's been yeah. successful. And then Don't he know. had like hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, I've said this before, he could have sat on an island and done nothing. Yeah. But he didn't. Like, he, he plowed it into ridiculous like you said, 
businesses that shouldn't have worked um, and because he, he has a passion for them. You know, the thing about the business side of things as well, I said this before, but like basically like people don't realize that like there are, there is untapped potential with Tesla because of Elon Musk. And it goes back to this key man and it goes back to this um, never ending call option on what he's gonna come up with, mm. right? We've seen it before, right? He is time and time again, done crazy risks and done crazy things like landing fucking rockets that NASA scientists said it couldn't be done. He went and did it. And now he's doing things like revolutionizing the auto industry by being extremely vertically integrated, doing things completely differently. And he's doing things like coming out with the Cybertruck, which we said before looks fucking ugly to some people, yeah. but looks fucking badass to others that look at it as this Blade Runner amazing thing. Mm. And no CEO in their right mind would think to do that. And think about this. If you're looking at Tesla's share price and trying to value the business that it is now, you're missing on what he's going to create in the future. Totally. He's going to come out with some crazy shit that you never thought of. No one knew that Amazon was going to come out with AWS and be a cloud service provider. How on earth was this bookseller going to do that? That's the kind of thing Elon's going to do, just like Bezos did, is come up with new ways. And th there's already been rumors about their dojo system that's going to come online for helping train their neural net, that they're going to be able to sell time using that exact uh, system to other companies. And so that could be the AWS of Tesla, hmm. just like, you know, the rover taxi option is going to be for them too. Just like the, the $12,000 that might go to $40,000 self yeah. for self driving like is going to be. There's just so many yeah. things that he, he events. Yeah. Like the, the infotainment, infotainment. Packages you could do, like you've got, um, you know, software as a service, like SAAS, like, you know, you could have, they're already releasing early this year. They're releasing the full self driving package as a software as a service package. You might pay a couple hundred dollars a month for it. And you will end up paying more than just paying it up front, obviously, because that's kind of how it would work. But I mean, just think about any business, Spotify, Netflix, every every single business in the world, like Amazon Prime, they're all examples, like Microsoft Office, that kind of stuff, iCloud, they're all examples of software as a service. And it's extremely profitable. And we don't know what Tesla's going to do. But as you say, like Elon Musk is a genuine visionary. He's this triple threat godlike person because he's, a businessman, he's an engineer, and he's an activist all in one. He literally cares about completing the mission. Every decision he makes is all about whether they can accelerate the advent of sustainable energy. He doesn't give a fuck about money. And it's so paradoxical. I think it's the best thing. It's the, it's the most pure... I mean, it couldn't be funnier. The richest person in the world, net worth of $195 billion, but the richest person in the world today, January 8th, my time, January 7th, your time, is someone who doesn't give a fuck about money. It's just it's just a perfect irony, isn't it? Yeah. And it sounds weird, but the person who like tweets the sinks ten percent, like my housemate was laughing at me when, you know, the I woke up and fuck what happened? What happened to Tesla? Like something cooks happened. Elon's just tweeted the stock's too high. I'm like another buying opportunity, to be honest. Yeah. Like I know what I know why Elon did this, you know. And that's why I'm, I, I like that he's overly optimistic as well, because totally. like, there's no way he said this before. There's no way he would have done all of this if he wasn't optimistic. I mean, the things yeah. he's taking on are so crazy that you have to be so driven and, you know, be so optimistic. And, you know, he, this is kind of why I, I became an investor in Tesla as well, because I, I had I realized I was going to have an opportunity in the Model 3 ramp. And I'd seen problems with the Model X and the Model S ramp. And I was like, I know this is going to happen mm. again. And in my and this was before it even happened. There's going to be problems. It's going to be delayed in some way. And everyone's going to freak out. New and that is the perfect, perfect 
buying opportunity. Exactly. And what happened? Exactly that happened. Wow, yeah. But, of course, one of the smartest, most successful um, serial entrepreneurs in the world figured it out, and he's going to do it again. And it will probably happen again. Mm. Self-driving might be delayed by a couple of years beyond what he's saying. The Cybertruck might be harder to build because it's a completely new manufacturing mm. thing. The, the semi might have issues. And that will just be another amazing buying opportunity because people will say they've lost it and they'll figure it out and it will it. swing back up again. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not even the best example, but one that I was, because my mum, I've just got Twitter pretty funnily and I like, taught her how to follow Elon Musk because that's always really important when you get Twitter. Um, of course. And one of the latest tweets was about how, you can look at it now, it was about how the Cybertruck launch is going to be hard. He literally, like, quote unquote, he said, the Cybertruck launch yes. is going to be hard. Which other CEO says that? Which other CEO yeah. says, geez, this tech actually is going to be quite difficult to do. So just um, expect some delays. Like he's so honest and upright about it. And you get, you know, you get to know him. You get to know how he speaks, the kind of like, you know, his, his demeanor on earnings calls. And especially now that you've seen him at his absolute peak where like he's like buzzing every earning call. He's like, we, we posted profits and record everything, every single metric. And then back in like 2018, 2019, he's like spatting with analysts and like things aren't going well. You can kind of tell that like, he's kind of like stressed. in a way losing his cool. He's stressed, right? Yeah. And a key to investing in Tesla and believing in Tesla long-term is believing in this man who is a genuine marvel. He is, I don't even know who to, who to compare him to because he's such a unique individual and he, it was only a matter of time before he was the richest person in the world, in my opinion. It was only a matter of time. And who knows who's going to be the first trillionaire? Like it could have something to do with cryptocurrency, which is kind of like the red hot thing. But if I had to put my money on whoever's going to be the first trillionaire and who cares about being a trillionaire, but just like how much value you can provide the world and how much value people ascribe to you. Yeah. I'd put it on Elon Musk. I don't know about you. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, the guy wants to colonize Mars. I've never heard of such a grand vision in my fucking yeah. life, and I love it. They're going to, they did one prototype launch of um, their Starship, which is going to be the, the rocket that goes to Mars. Um, and it was amazing. They, it, it went up, hovered for a while, came crashed. back down. Yes, it, it did a flip. Insert uh, video it, here. <laughs> yes. And so. That look, that's so awesome, and they got all the data they needed. They have like a factory like pumping these out really quickly, so they have yeah. number nine, serial number nine, ready to go. That was serial eight that blew up, um, and they're gonna launch it probably this weekend. So watch out for that one. Mm. I'm gonna try and go there. It's in Texas, so I'm oh, gonna try shit. and get down there this weekend. Yeah, oh, to wow. watch it in person. Um, and it's just like this is the thing that's gonna take us to Mars, and he's the one that's gonna get us there first. I mean, he's probably gonna put the first humans on Mars. He's gonna use all of his wealth to try and start a colony there yeah. and make humans a multi-planet species. And holy fuck, yeah. like who has that kind of amazing, incredible vision? Like yeah. that's insane. He does, I mean, so Neuralink, uh, which is the kind of like 10 cent piece that goes directly into your brain, like connects directly to your brain. That's fucking nuts. I would, oh my God, this is back to the capital thing, but like, value it or whatever it you want. I'll put money in it. Like, fuck it. I'll, I'll have a stab on Elon Musk. Like, who wouldn't have a pun on Elon yeah. Musk now? I would put some money in, yeah. we got SpaceX, which is launching reusable rockets into space. space. They got to the International Space Station before Boeing did. I mean, what the fuck? Tesla in itself, you'd be the dumbest entrepreneur in the world to ever think 
to start a California manufacturing EV company. So, so stupid, but like, fuck yeah, it's paid off, hasn't it? Um, you've got Starlink, which is the internet service, like get internet from anywhere, yeah. like greatest speeds because you can launch reusable rockets and like the satellites into space really cheaply with like the SpaceX technology. You've got Boring Company. And that's just the beginning, dude. He's doing all this yeah. stuff. Who knows? And I love the call option quote, but it's just so yeah. true. Like you can put every, every, oh, like, you know, my mate goes, how, like, how can you beat the stock market? Like, how can you like, you know, beat analysts? Like they've got all the spreadsheets. They're really good at numbers and stuff. You can't value Elon Musk. If Elon Musk went to any company, it would double its value and it rightly so because he would just revolutionize it on the spot. Did you see that? He, did you see that he said use signal today on uh, Twitter? Oh. <laughs> I was just chatting so about my brother actually. Yeah. Yeah. So he said use signal and he meant the, the alternative to Facebook. It's like yeah. a social network thing. And there's a company called Signal that does something completely different. It was like stock price was 60 cents and it literally like 6x immediately. Yeah, immediately. To like $3.60. <laughs> Mate, the bloke has so much influence. And, you know, it's beyond, I think, the who gives... I mean, when I think of Elon Musk now, and I think when most people think of Elon Musk, anyone who kind of knows of him and knows decently, uh, a decent amount about him, they will not know him as... And his legacy will not be the richest person in the world. His legacy will be a genuine visionary who we laugh at all the people who bet against him because you are like, what are you doing? It has never worked to bet against completely revolutionary leaders. Zuckerberg, Bezos, Jobs, Gates, Musk. Yeah, It's never worked betting against them. I don't know why you'd start now. I mean, surely you can find some other investments, some other companies to short, but like shorting Elon Musk companies is just... A bad point. I remember one of the, one of my favorite parts of the book of, of Ashley Vance's bio is right at the end, and he recount it's, it's basically someone that knows Elon is recounting a story of like mm. some social hangout that they had, and they were going on a bike ride, and basically it was like in this really hot hilly part of California, and they didn't really know what they were getting into, and especially Elon didn't know what he was getting into. And he hadn't like trained for this sort of thing. Everyone else was like super cool athletes. They like, you know, work out all the time. Like they, they had this down. And so they were going up these crazy hills. Um, and he had this like terrible bike that was like really crappy as well, I think. Mm. I could be getting some of the details wrong. But basically it was just insanely hard. And it was like any, basically this guy said, any normal person would have just given up, right? Because it was just like the, the physical toll that you're putting yourself through was too much. But like he comes up like 20 minutes later, just like completely destroyed, like dripping with sweat, like red in the face, about to like pass out. And the guy was like, that's Elon Musk all over. He literally yeah. never, ever, ever gives up. And he mm. just refused to give up, even though any normal person would have. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy you have with Elon Musk. It, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, you see... um. You see someone tweeted at him, um, Elon, you know, not at him, but they just tweeted out Elon Musk is the richest person in the world, a net worth of $195 billion. And he replied to it and he said, wow, that's interesting. Back to work now. Yeah. I think his first tweet was how strange. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, back to work now. Yeah. My God. Amazing. What a legend. Um, so that's our 10th and certainly not the least, probably one of the most important, easily top Absolutely. three in valuing Tesla. Um, or why we invest in Tesla. And um, this might round out part deux of Indeed. the two episodes. But 
we appreciate your company as always um yeah i'm looking forward to more like i said in the uh last one that we did you know we're gonna do some more interviews uh from average retail joes like us and get their perspectives and also just hang out and shoot the shit and have fun and kind of laugh about the news that we that we're seeing in tesla from a very kind of unvarnished point of view totally Uh, so i'm looking forward to keeping up that fun vibe and and just being something different to some of the polished channels out there yeah of course like um you know contact us like at josh is blonde with an e on twitter and at harry collins except the o is a zero because yeah we'll try and put it in the description again put in the put in the show notes um reach out to us tell us like we've missed anything that you think is important give us like some kind of bare arguments about it because we're always keen to be like challenged on like our our thesis about tesla like we're not trying to like deceive people by like leaving something out or whatever we want to hear like questions about it maybe we can help and yeah suggestions of people that you may want to see on the channel um yeah or even if you you think you've got something interesting to say and you just want to chat and shoot the shit with us i mean that's the thing i think this channel is really going to be like a voice for the average investor and every time i say to people that we know they're just average tesla investors hey come on the first like sort of worry they have is like i don't know how i can add value but i'm like this this channel isn't about that we're not trying to give you the biggest like sickest inside take that no one else is giving you we're giving you an unvarnished opinion of like down-to-earth investors in a very like haphazard like shoot the shit like not going to pull our punches kind of way Mm. so that's the value you bring so it's like we want this to be like an open forum ask us questions give us topics that you want to talk about or you know contact us that you want to come on yeah love it awesome thanks very much josh it's always good to speak to you absolute pleasure um you know it and we'll see everyone next week for another episode of the tesla commonwealth podcast hell yeah see you then see you mate bye